Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday, and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in, and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Briston. Good morning, Asher. You got some bedhead, bro. You been you been sleeping heavy? <laughs> you been getting the like, quality eight hours in? I'm probably not gonna put this in, Asher. I was gonna see what you would do if I didn't say anything. Actually, I think I might actually put that in now. Anyways, all right, we're back. And honestly, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, Boston was yesterday. I'll do a quick recap. Elliot Kachoga did not win, as predicted by some people. Um, and some other guy from Kenya won. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I remember his bib said Evans, but that wasn't his actual name. So I don't it, know. Uh, Evans Cabet, I think. This is his last. This is his full name. Evans could bet, yeah, he won. So shout out to shout out to that guy. That was pretty cool. But outside of that, um, we had some questions from last week. Um, so Josh, our photographer guy at our races, he says, "What is your favorite bucket list locations to host a race?" You know, he said, "What are your bucket list locations to host a race?" bucket list well my bucket list would be national parks but as we know vacation races they go around putting on races at national parks that's their thing so asher do you have anything in mind for a bucket list location to host well, two that immediately came to mind are haleakala in hawaii the volcano I feel like that would be if you could do like a sunrise run there, that would be sick. And then the second is Pikes Peak, which obviously there's already a marathon there, but uh that'd be a cool location. Cool. And what's your favorite location you've hosted a race at? I'm gonna say man, that's a tough one. Asher, I'll let you go. Um probably Chupacabra. And I think that's going to be your answer too, but that is just such a, that was the first um, trail race we ever did. And it's honestly, it's just a vibe, mm. not to sound corny, but getting out there, getting the camp before we set up and it's just all, it's never been crappy weather. It's always been really nice. I mean, it's been a little hot, but, uh, and then it's just such a beautiful spot in um, Northwest Texas. I guess central Texas, but uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Interesting. Um, well, Ashley, you haven't been to some, some of the locations I put on a few different races, but um, I'd have to say Chupac. I think the reason you, you, you said the Chupacabra place, which is Copper Break State Park over in West Texas, is because we live in an area that's super green, lush, a lot of water and trees. And 
Quanta, Texas, which is where the race is, is not that. It's a lot of sand, cacti, dry grass, dry thorny bushes, and horny toads with a canyon, you know? So I will have to say I really do like and enjoy the Copper Break State Park race that we put on there. But I think the Ramble and the Brambles one is just as good as Copper Breaks. So Chip Cobra and Ramble and the Brambles race courses. I think those are the ones. So outside of that, um, something crazy happened. So I get a call the other day and it's the ranch hand at a race we're putting or on on a ranch we're putting on a race and this, this guy who's the ranch hand for it who's making the trails he calls and he says hey dude so there's going to be a lunar eclipse event here on the same day as your race and there's going to be 4,000 people here let me tell you guys why this is important this is in leaky texas where there's like three roads and not a lot of lodging there's only so many porta potty companies that even deliver out there. And so he said, Hey, go ahead and get your porta potties and stuff right now because we're going to have a few thousand people in October when your race is going on. So, one, this is going to be a really cool experience because runners are going to be running the race and in the middle of the race, they're going to see an eclipse. That's really cool. This is the South Texas Ultra, by the way, if you are wondering or want to sign up. There's going to be a solar eclipse in the middle of the race. It's just going to go dark. Super neat. Number two, this course, we're talking about how beautiful Quana is in Copper Break State Park. This course is going to be really, really pretty. There's, It's down there in the hill country, kind of where Bandera is, Bandera Trail Runs. Um, a really well-known race and it's just in the beautiful hill country down there in that little crevice of texas where just out of nowhere in this little location there's just vast hills and they really look like almost like mountains um and so that's where we're going to be putting on that race so that'll be really interesting sink man when the solar eclipse comes through i I don't remember i kind of remember one but i don't remember what it's actually like like does everything just turn black around you like are the runners going to be able to see while they run? You know, are we going to have to tell them to wear headlamps here? What I remember from the only solar eclipse that I've seen, which was like in 2018 or 2017, um, which it was almost a complete one, but it was like there was still a sliver of sun left. But I remember I was standing on top of a water tower with a couple of my buddies and the moon goes over the sun and everything around us. So, you know, there's a lot of color in Arkansas. There's a lot of green. This was in the spring. Um, A lot of flowers, stuff like that. I remember just all the color going away and everything turned gray. And it was the weirdest sensation ever because it felt like you lost your color vision and everything went black black and white, like you were in an old TV show or something. but it was really cool. So I don't know if I guess it'll obviously it'll happen during the daytime 
and I'm pretty sure everyone will still be able to see. It'll just be a different type of vision. So maybe you should like encourage the runners to just stop the race for five minutes while the solar eclipse is going on and just kind of like look around and you know, watch their surroundings. Cause I'm, I, it's definitely a, an experience worth um, like really taking your time with at least that that's my advice. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I have no idea what's going to happen when that thing rolls through. Uh, yeah. It's going to be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. It People will. are running a 50 K in these beautiful mountains with the clips. So anyways, I thought it was really funny. Um, they're not really funny, really cool. Something else hap- that happened after it was really funny, but I don't think I'm going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we go ahead and talk about it just real quick. But I was, so I, I called to get porta potties for this race. And I called this place, and they were like, no, we don't deliver out there. And they're the closest place to this town. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I call places near San Antonio. And I'm told from one company that two porta potties are going to cost seven hundred something dollars. I was like, "Geez," but I was kind of thinking, I guess these are my only options. Um, so I gave him my credit card, charged it, whatever. And then I the next day I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just call around some more. So I call around, and I call this one guy, and. Long story short, he's like, "How much did they charge you?" I said, seven hundred." He said, "Dude, that isn't that's crazy, bro." He's like, he, he's using the term, bro. He's like, "Bro, I'm not, I'm not gonna charge you that much for two porta potties." He's like, <laughs> "I could probably get it to you, both two porta potties for around five hundred." I was like, "Okay," I was like, "That's more reasonable." So I went with him. Got a refund from my other place. That's that. So, nice. yeah, yeah, dude, that's seven hundred dollars to porta potties. Even though it's like, I'm sure it's quite a delivery, but and it's a big area, and they probably could get their business, you know, elsewhere. That's a lot of money. Three hundred and fifty dollars for two toilets. <laughs> no, <laughs> per, seven hundred toilet. That's what I'm saying. Like per toilet, three hundred fifty dollars. That's crazy. Anyways, yeah, I don't know how they come up with these rates, but um who knows but hey you know if anything it's kind of played along with a theme i've noticed lately which is not not to act too hastily which i don't know if there's anything biblical on that sounds very familiar when i say it but to not act in a manner that's so quick without considering your other options that is biblical um i can give you two examples of times to where i acted too quickly and didn't and if i would have waited i would have gotten something better this is one if i would have just called some other places then i would have but here let me give you the mindset at least my mindset was this guy's frantically calling me saying hey there's gonna be thousands of people get your porta potties now before you can't get any so i'm thinking okay i need to get one asap okay number two there's a truck we had a truck situation a while back. I was going to buy a truck. So I got a truck for a good deal. I mean, it was a good deal. Um, it had low miles. 
It was a low price range, kind of a newer model truck, kind of everything you could ask for. The next day after I buy the truck, I look on their website and they got the same exact truck model, everything for sale, but it has like 30,000 less miles on it. And it's only a thousand dollars more than what I paid for, which, you know, it's not too crazy, but I mean, that's 30,000 miles less I could have had on my truck if I would have just waited and paid a little more. So um, I think it's really important though, to consider all your other options whenever you are shopping, purchasing, doing whatever you're doing. Um, And not to hop too quickly. So, and it's hard sometimes because sometimes you think you have such a good deal that you have to hop on it, but in a way you kind of have to withhold yourself, you know? Right. Um, But I was on my run the other day and I was running on this nice, beautiful dirt road. If you follow me on Strava, you can see a picture of it. And there were these pine trees all around me, these lush green pine trees. And I actually um, put on there a quote from C.S. Lewis. Or not a quote from C.S. Lewis, but a quote I made when I started the run. And it was inspired by C.S. Lewis, who's an author. Um, this is what I said. Let me get it pulled up here. I said... Cold air wrapped around the front of me while the birds baptized me in morning songs. Ooh, I like that. So as I, as I was running, this cold air just really felt like as, as if it was wrapping around me. And these birds were just baptizing my ears in songs of birds. <laughs> and it was right when I started and the sun was rising. It was seven in the morning. It's a beautiful Beautiful dirt road, beautiful start to the day. And I ran, you know, got my eight mile run done that morning. And there was something about not listening to anything, just hearing the tapping of my own two feet with no cars, no horns, no talk. It was just me in the woods by myself running. And it was so peaceful. It was very peaceful and where I get a lot of my ideas from, because if you know me, which Asher knows, I get a lot of freaking ideas and they always come from whenever I'm being quiet by myself with just me in my mind. And there's power. I believe there really is true power in quietness turning off all the noise and just being out in nature. I don't like the quietness of like a room to where if you were to cut off all the noise, it's just like this eerie, no sound. I'm talking about no sound outside. Like where we're naturally supposed to be as humans. Right. Um, But I just, Whenever I was out there, man, and this has happened several times where I'm out in the country running somewhere, it's just all so quiet and I, I just get so much peace and I'm just content. You got anything on that? Um, yeah, that's definitely happened to me before and that's honestly a magical moment. Um, and I like what you said about making a point to just 
be quiet or just to live, not live, but you gotta, you gotta step away from all the noise of the day and to just live in a quiet moment every once in a while. And to your point about, you know, not being in the white noise of a room, going outside and listening to even as simple, it doesn't even have to be the, uh, the birds and the trees, but even as simple as just the rustling of the leaves as the wind hits the trees. Like, I think that's just such a, like you said, that's where we're meant to be. And being quiet takes your worries off of what the future looks like or what the past looked like and makes you reflect on the moment itself and like, you know, what you can change about yourself in that moment. And I actually was talking to one of my roommates about that last night. He was talking about, um, just being present. Mm. And I was like, you know what that really is? That's really, that's God giving you an opportunity to look at yourself and examine yourself. Mm. You're not worried about other people. You're not worried about, you know, what you're going to do down the line. You're worried about what you are in that moment. And that's something we should really cherish. So I wanted to actually throw some statistics in here. Um, to back up what we're saying. So, <clears throat> um, according to a study from the Journal of Environmental Psychology, researchers found that people who spent time in natural, quiet settings had lower levels of stress hormones um, compared to those who spent time in noisy urban environments. And there's also another s- study in the journal Health, and it found that just in two minutes of silence can be more relaxing than listening to calming music. That's big. Um, The study measured blood pressure and heart rate and participants before and after listening to the music. Um, And then there's also another one that um, like practicing this, practicing just being out and in a calming situation, just not not letting the world and everything get to you uh, for just 12 minutes a day over an eight-week period can lead to significant reductions in like anxiety and depression, um, which is huge, dude. And then one more is uh, noise pollution is a significant public health issue. Wow, this is crazy. This is the World Health Organization. Noise pollution is a significant public health issue that can lead to a variety of health problems, including hearing loss, sleep disturbance, cardiovascular disease, and cognitive impairment. That's huge. And you know this ties in this this makes so much sense why wow well let me say this real quick um so you said it was tied to you know your stress hormones and depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and so why do you think that is that it's reduced whenever you you spend that you know 12 minutes of uh you know silence and mindfulness because that gives you the opportunity to reflect on you know your stresses um your anxieties and then what's got you down and that that allows you to sort through um those things instead of because bro and i think i talked to you about this you being on your phone you being you watching tv we talked about that's that's not real downtime you know we talked about that that's not real downtime so i really think running in 
quiet nature is like the best downtime you can do because you're getting your exercise right, but you're also you're also at peace, which it's good if you're kind of in shape to where you can run a few miles and it's easy. I know that's not possible for everybody, but you can you can always get to that point to where you can run a few miles and it's really easy. Um, but yeah, just an hour every day running, which is usually what I would do. Um, if I were to, I wonder what would happen if I did that for eight weeks straight at the same location I'm telling you about and just ran it for every day for eight weeks, <laughs> see what would happen. But yeah. that's enough of that though. We're going to wrap it up. Um, Asher. Happy trails, y'all. You find go. you a, find you a trail that's quiet and uh, finds a piece on. Yeah. Even if the trail's 10 foot wide and is flat, aka a road. <laughs> a road. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If y'all did, let us know in the reviews. And we will see y'all next week on Monday for the next Shooting the Bull episode. Thank y'all so much for listening. See you then.